is Randy Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. Just when you thought it was safe to visit your favorite podcast app, the Music Mania Podcast is back, and we are doing better than ever. I'll tell you what, things are just looking up for us. It's been a tremendous fall and uh, early winter season here. The sun's slowly beginning to fade on the year 2019 as we blast off into 2020. Things are just getting started here on the Music Mania Podcast. Cannot thank you enough for joining the show, uh, for downloading on podcast apps such as Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, and uh, certainly Apple Podcasts. Uh, We hope you'll hit that subscribe button and uh, leave us some feedback. It definitely helps with everything we do, guys. The website is musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where all of our shows are archived. You can get, I think this is number 150. So thank you so much for staying true to us and continue to listen and leave feedback and uh, interact about music. That's what uh, we're all about here. And on this show, you know that uh, the songs. You guys already know the songs. On this show, we tell you the stories, and that's what we're going to be doing here on this show. We have two returning guests, two that have been on before, uh, including former Cinderella frontman Tom Kiefer. His new album, Rise, has been out since September. We're going to be talking about what the reception has been like for that. I think Rise is a tremendous follow-up to his album, The Way Life Goes, that came out back in 2013. We've already seen uh, videos such as The Death of Me, which is kind of the new single, uh, and The Death of Me kind of going into the, the personal struggles that Tom's had over the years and how he's overcome uh, six throat surgeries to continue to sing, to continue to perform at a high level, and um, the Tom Kiefer band's already rolling out some dates for 2020, and there's just going to be a, a lot more. That's what they've done, is tour relentlessly ever since this band got together, uh, got together ever since Tom released The Way Life Goes. It's been six years of nonstop tour and uh, really building a brand. Uh, obviously, Cinderella is such a such a huge, you know, iconic name and, and a band that so many people revered. And they did great tours, uh, you know, from the 80s and on into the 90s and the 2000s. And now um, Tom's comfortable in his skin to, to be able to do things his way, to be able to go out as a Tom Kiefer band, uh, recording new music and rise is just a, is a tremendous bluesy follow-up to the way life goes. We're going to be talking to him about the recording process, and all that's gone into putting together this album and the relentless touring and things like that. Also going to be welcoming back to the show. Usually we have him on in December right before Christmas. It's usually a Merry Titchmas here on the Music Mania podcast, but we're going to be welcoming drummer Brian Titchy, who, I'll tell you what, Modern Rock has just been delivered a massive shot in the arm. Uh, We've seen the release debut single uh, for the song The Sky, Tear the Sky Wide Open by Silverthorne. His new project is Silverthorn. Uh, a lot of people talking about this. 
Uh, there's a lot of positivity. We've seen the video for Tear the Sky Wide Open. And, uh, you know, guys, this is just a great project, something Brian's been waiting on for a long time to do. Um, gosh, he's got with this ominous riff, huge chorus, driving bass, weighty drums, and groove that evokes the vast expanse of Southern California canyons from where the band was born. Uh, Tear the Sky Wide Open has already got fans salivating. The teaser video uh, for the track received over 20,000 views in the first 24 hours. And, guys, Brian Titchy has played with everybody from Whitesnake, Ozzy, Slash, Billy Idol, and Foreigner. And now he's going to be joining us uh, in our second segment talking about his new band, Silverthorn, and kind of what, why he waited so long to put together a project. You know, he's always been in other bands, always, uh, you know, kind of been in other projects, working with other musicians. Um, now it's finally his, his vision, and we can't wait to, to catch back up with him and all that he's been working on for the past year. So before we get things started, before we get to our interview with... Tom Kiefer, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in the Northland today. Tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us. Guys, do you remember the days when you were ready to go with the drop of a hat in the bedroom? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity strikes. Blue Chew has made all the difference in the bedroom for me personally, and if you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code SATURDAY. You just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code SATURDAY to try it free. Thanks so much to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast this week. And remember, Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. How's everything been going, my friend? It's been great, man. We've been having a blast out on the road and uh, touring, and we just kind of wrapped up touring for the year. We did about 10 weeks of touring this year, uh, went out just before the release of the record, and uh, just uh, been a great year. Had a lot of fun making the record and put a bunch of the songs on the show and just got on the bus and played some rock and roll. Which is what you've done relentlessly, Tom, for the last six years. I mean, talk about just kind of, you know, and I know this new album, Rise, is, is, is a tremendous effort and it's been so well received. The Way Life Goes was something that you were able to kind of tour on and, and uh, do a lot of things with, including a deluxe release a few years later. Just how... How gratifying have these last uh, six or seven years uh, been for you as you've embarked on on this uh, latest journey of your career? It's it's been amazing, you know. It's uh, we, we, the, the way that goes was created just kind of as a labor of love, and just Savannah and I writing and producing songs here in our studio. And we did it. You know, everyone told the story a million times. We did it over a long period of time and didn't really have any really ambitions of it becoming a record, really, and one day we woke up and realized that there was a record, and the next thing we knew we had a record deal, and 
the release of that record gave birth to the new band and the last six or seven years that you described, you know, that we've been kind of on this new journey and it's just, it's just been amazing, you know, from the release of that record and starting touring with the new band and we've all gelled like instantly, you know, the first night even in rehearsal and, and uh, it's been uh, very inspiring and kind of a, the shot in the arm that I needed, I think, at that point in my life. And I think that's how everyone in the band felt, too. You know, we kind of found each other and this band, this group of people came together. That we were all at a place in our lives where we needed something that was going to inspire us and, and uh, you know, kind of got a crossroads kind of vibe. And uh, we all felt like this band was it. And uh, we've become a pretty nice, family, you know, on and off stage. So it's just been great, great experience. And it's all kind of led from one thing to another. And, you know, you know, the, the latest thing is that, the, you know, after touring a lot together, we ended up in the studio last fall. Actually, just about a year ago, we started the record. And uh, we created this uh, this album together. And that was, uh, you know, a lot of fun to do with uh, the band. Uh, you know, all the time we spent on the road, it was pretty, pretty easy to capture what we were looking for because we had a great chemistry from all the touring. I mean, literally off the tour bus straight to the studio. So. <laughs> that's that's tremendous, and congratulations on that. The, the album's called Rise, and it came out back in September. Um, so it's had a couple months to kind of marinate, and you've been able to, like you said, played some shows this fall, uh, and, and being able to unveil a lot of these songs live. Just in the last couple months, kind of what's what's the reception been like, the, the, kind of the feedback that you've heard? Because uh, I think Rise is just uh, maybe an natural perfect follow-up to the way life goes which i thought was a tremendous effort and now uh and now rise is sort of just kind of the next chapter for you guys and it deals with a lot of uh you know personal issues and, and things that you've gone through personally just kind of talk about uh this album and kind of what it's meant to you personally and kind of what the reception has been like the last couple months um you know personally i think it's you know it's the, all the song ideas came about during the last six or seven years being out touring with this new band. So it's all it's all new inspirations. None of it's left over from the way life goes. They're all new song ideas. So um, that period of time being out on the road with the new band and kind of experiencing life in this new journey and with this new group of people, um, you know, it, it just, it, these songs just, a lot of song ideas kind of came out, but, the, the ones that really struck us when it was time to actually record were, were these, the ones that are ended up on the record. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just about life. The songs to me are about life and um, expressing human emotions that we all go through, you know, either personally or you observe other people going through them. And that's always been my inspiration for writing. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, that, that's the record that came out. <laughs> so <laughs> it's... Uh, it's been, uh, you know, so far the positive, you know, the feedback's been really positive. People seem to really like the record. I think we went in with the goal of making something that was very raw, very live feeling that had a lot of angst and energy to it because, you know, a lot of the subject matters of the songs required that, you know. Um, and we cut it very much live, you know, and we, uh, a lot of the songs are live right off the, from the tracking dates from the drums up through my lead vocal. Uh, some of them are. So we went for a lot, you know, really raw live performances and then tried to, um, you know, keep as much of that as possible. You know, and obviously, you know, when you fix some things and overdub some things, but I, w I would say on this record and working with this band, 
person than I've ever dubbing I've ever done on a record. So it came together pretty pretty easy. Well, let's talk about the video for uh, the death of me. That's uh, a video that's been you know just a, I think it's tremendous and it really uh, you know a lot of emotion to it and it's a great song. We just kind of talk about this song because there's a lot of, a lot, like we talked about, a lot of personal things in there from you talking about uh, the surgeries and, and, and some of the problems that, uh, that you've had to kind of get you to this point. But it's someone, it's something that you know, I think anyone can relate to, and I think a song like this is important, and uh, the video is great. Just kind of talk about uh, the death of me and kind of how, you, you know, your own personal journey kind of, you know, leading to songs. I think that's the purest form of expression and purest form of music. Why people love music is, is things like this, and it relates to you and pretty much anyone that's ever had to overcome adversity. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, I think it's an anthem for that, you know, yeah. and, and the lyric, uh, Savannah, uh, that, that the, uh, the theme to that song and most of the lyric was written by Savannah and she handed it to me one day and I read the lyric and I love the metaphors and the verses for, you know, the struggles and, you know, she's a very colorful, she writes kind of in pictures and, um, I related to it instantly, but I don't, not only did I relate to it, I thought, you know, a lot of people will relate to this. So, you know, we ended up finishing the song because I, I really loved what she had, and um, I kind of gravitated to an electric guitar for that one. I felt like it needed to be heavy, you know. And, you know, that's how we write. You know, we come up with the lyrics first, and then that kind of dictates the music. So came up with that heavy, dark riff, and we finished the tune out. And, um, you know, it's... When, when you have a song that you can relate to and you can you can not only see your own struggles in it, but you can see that there's a universal theme there that other people can relate to, you know, that's, you know, that, that, that's something that can be inspiring. So when we went to do the video, we tried to, by way of example, um, really play out or act out that, that power of envisioning, you know, destroying your, your adversity or your problems or your challenges. So that's how the whole idea of the, you know, the concept in the beginning of the TV kind of talking to me and taunting me as I was walking towards it with, with my struggles from the past. And then, you know, just destroying them with the guitar right on the downbeat. I just felt like a, a very powerful way to open the video. And, you know, I, I think that we did that, like I said, by way of example, by putting my story on there because, you know, the fans are, all that stuff's been pretty widely publicized. So they're familiar with that. And, you know, if they see that you can overcome things, you know, hopefully that's an inspiration to them. And what, what we would like really more than anything when people are watching that video is to imagine their own story on that screen or yeah. challenges, you know, because yeah. we all have them and all of our stories are unique and we all deal with our own struggles. And I think if you envision when you're watching that video, your own on that screen and imagine smashing them, you know, it's, a, it's all pretty good to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> cathartic. It took a couple of swings to break that TV. I don't know what that glass is made <laughs> out of, but it was... I was going to say, that was... That, that was I, I would definitely recommend that brand of television. I don't remember what kind of it was. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. It's Christmas. Aquarium glass, like aquarium glass on that thing. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that was rigged up or if you really had to, to take that down, but man, it's, it's a good, good well, way. Well, it, it's... <laughs> 
That's awesome. Um, Tom, you know, one thing I didn't know about you, and this is just kind of off the cuff, um, you know, aside from um, the album, is that you were recently on um, Loudwire's, you know, My Favorite Riff. And, I, I you know, you're playing and, and your style of music from Cinderella on, you know, everybody can hear the, the blues influence and you're playing and you're singing. But what I didn't know is that uh, you were so influenced by Michael Schenker, uh, someone that's been on this show several times. Uh, I just saw Michael Schenker Fest uh, touring not too long ago. I uh, just kind of talk about that because... Um, um, I think you played only you can rock me on that uh, on that episode of uh, of Loudwire. Um, talk about kind of Michael's influence. I know uh, you know UFO was so tremendous. He was so young when he was in UFO, and just kind of what a tremendous player he is. And just kind of talk about his uh, his influence on your on your own playing. Well, I, I love the fact that he could be really melodic, but really nasty, and, and incorporate that that blues thing kind of all into one. Um, so. Some players are very technical, and some are very nasty, and he kind of puts it together. Yeah, you know where where there's that technical and like this these like really memorable melodies, but there's also just that nasty kind of blues rock edge to it, and uh, just his playing and his tone and his style and everything. You know, from day one, from the you know the first time I heard him was just you know huge influence on me, and. Uh, you know, he's just got a great energy in his playing. You know, it's like no nobody else. Absolutely, um, and uh, you know, you, we talked about the live dates. Uh, you have some coming up already scheduled for 2020, coming up here in February. Um, but if you could give a little teaser for for the fans, I mean, what what uh, you know, with with a record like this coming out and being as well received as it is, and knowing that the Tom Kiefer band has been relentlessly on the road and, and playing so many shows, including one, by the way, a year and a half ago in Branson that I saw you, that was the hottest day I've ever scene and you might remember this it was a summer ago but it was it was 105 degrees or something like that it was insane but your your performance is always just over the top and, and so thoughtful just soulful and amazing but what kind of dates what kind of shows do you anticipate coming up here for maybe spring summer 2020 yeah we're looking to be back out next year we're starting to book some shows now we're looking at some stuff potentially overseas and, and stuff in the states too we're just taking a breather because, like I said, we toured for like six years straight yeah. once the, <laughs> the Way Life Goes was released. And, you know, we did that partly as as the cycle to promote that record. But then, you know, a lot, a lot of those years were just kind of promoting the new band and kind of building from very small clubs up to big festivals and all. Because it was a new entity, you know, it was a new band. And we are kind of out there growing on the tour trail and then we went straight from that into the studio for six months made the record and came straight out of making the record into you know kind of delivering it and setting up the press and the tour and right back out on the road so we're kind of off the road for the the next couple of months just for a breather and then you know um, we'll still be doing press and promotion and we've got a single that we're working at radio right now that that's amazing and we're lining up more dates to get back out there um, next year behind the record. Well, when it comes to recording, I know that so much has changed, um, you know, from from when you did, say, Night Songs or Long Cold Winter or Heartbreak Station. Um, what, just talk about that because, 
you know, you guys, uh, you know, have, have you done two records now in the last six years after kind of a long break uh, from recording music? Just kind of talk about what that, that, that process in general has, has been like. Obviously, Rise is available on, on CD, it's on vinyl, on, of course, on all the digital outlets as well. But just kind of talk about that, that process and maybe kind of how it's has changed in, in the last 33 years. I know that's a general thing to, to talk about because it's uh, so much has changed, but just the kind of just for you, what it's been like uh, from say night songs till, till, till now. I mean, it's, it's been a long time, but obviously a lot of changes in the, in the recording industry. Well, to, to quote a song, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, <laughs> there's, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, the recording process, so much of it, you know, from my perspective as as an artist, you know, you know, your songwriter bringing a song in, in with the band, and you arrange it and you record it. And you're trying to capture that energy that you're hearing in your head. I mean, that you, you approach that all the same. You just have different tools. You know, um, when we were making Night Songs, which is the first you know recording we did with Andy Johns, you know, we were recording the two inch tape, you know, twenty four track, and if you needed more tracks than that, they had to bring in a second machine, and you had to lock them together with a time code and I remember on Long Call Winter being three 24-track, two-inch tape scooters across the pack, time-coded together because <laughs> it was like coming home had like 70 tracks. You know, now all that fits on a, on a laptop, you know. So, um, you know, it's just, it's different technology that captures it. And obviously, um, I always say for all the tricks that you can do in Pro Tools, Back in the 60s and the 70s when we just had analog and the 80s, you know, when I first started recording, every producer and engineer had a way to, to do exact everything that we do in Pro Tools now that we can do just, just with like a mouse click. Yeah. They had ways of figuring it out. You know, they'd turn the tape upside down and put a delay on the snare and record it backwards and turn it back upside down. Okay, now we've got the snare drums driving a little more because it's a little in front of the beat. You know, you do that in three seconds in Pro Tools. But, you know... But, you know, so the goal, the end result is just you getting the feel and the energy that you want. We're just working with different tools. And there was every bit as much manipulation back when it was more simple or primitive, I guess. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've watched Andy Johns in amazement at some of the things that he did. I was like, well, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but it, the, a lot of the same things we're able to do now took longer then, you know. But, you know, the, the human mind is a very creative thing, so... There wasn't anything, you know, I mean, they, they knew how to tune the vocal back then if they had to, or to, you know, move instruments around to give them different feels, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of all the same things that producers and engineers do, um, just different tools, you know. And the end result is that the thing that remains the same is you're really just trying to capture the energy that you hear in your head what? when you write the song. Certainly. So it's, it's just, you know, and Pro Tools, I mean, Pro Tools is great because you know, the new technologies, there's great advantages to it to use it correctly. I would say this record is the least amount of manipulation or overdubbing or anything, as I mentioned earlier, of any record I've ever done because, we, you know, we toured for so long and got straight off the bus and locked out a, tra a very small tracking room. We were all in the same room and the goal was to just, you know, here's, all right, here's these new songs, let's arrange them and just, just jam these things out the way we play live. Well, and you know we, we we you know maintained or we preserved you know most of those live performances we were just kind of like looking at each other well was that was that it now let's do it again was that nah it wasn't quite let's do it again oh man the energy that was great and yeah. boom there's the take so you know 
I've made records where it's, you know, literally like the way that goes was done completely different. It was a lot of overdubs, musicians not even in the same room at the same time, and that's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I mean, a lot of records are made that way. Um, this one was more straight ahead. Because the band had that, you know, the band was so greased and had such a great chemistry from all the, all the touring we did, so... Absolutely. And everything's just, uh, you know, gone so tremendously. And congratulations on the new album, Rise. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And it's always great to, to hear from you, Tom, and always a pleasure. Uh, you can go to TomKiefer.com. You can get all the information on, on the tour dates coming up and uh, every way to get the album, which, like I said, uh, CD and vinyl and, and all the digital outlets. Um, best of luck coming up here, Tom. Hopefully we'll catch you out here on the road sometime in 2020. It's never a, never a summer without you, so hopefully we can make that happen and just best of luck with everything and congratulations on the new album. It's really tremendous. Well, thanks so much and thanks for having me on. Pleasure speaking with you. Always, Tom. Thanks so much. It's an honor. So for the third time, that is Tom Kiefer joining us on the Music Media Podcast. It's always a pleasure. One of my favorite artists. Uh, always been a, such a huge Cinderella fan. And now uh, being able to see Tom live himself twice uh, since he began kind of touring as the Tom Kiefer Band, it's uh, tremendous to have him back on for the third time. And um, really to think back to when this podcast started back um, around 2012, it's, it started very slowly just doing interviews whenever I could. And of course, now it's weekly and multiple guests and things like that. And having guests back on for multiple visits is incredible. And I never would have thought it to be possible back when I first started this to have had Tom, Tom Kiefer on now for a third time, let alone ever doing it once. Uh, so please go to TomKiefer.com. You can get all the information on the new album, Rise. You can order it there on CD or vinyl. And, of course, all the digital sites as well. And you can check out the tour dates. Uh, he has uh, a few dates starting February 18th at Bogarts in Cincinnati. And he's going to be uh, doing a lot more coming up, too. So be on the lookout for that. Um, without further ado, I want to go ahead and welcome our second guest to the show. Um, I was actually recorded this. I was en route um, to Georgia this past weekend uh, to cover the Mizzou-Georgia football game. Of course, I do a college football show as well, and I'm heavily involved in um, the sports media side of things as well. So uh, I had to do that in the car, and um, I thought maybe that uh, my mobile uh, recording studio was going to, to um, be a little better than it was. So the the quality is not 100% outstanding, and, and I think Brian had some trouble hearing me off the bat, and I apologize for that because that's never what we want to do. I want to get in as much interviews as possible. We try to always do it in a nice, uh, clean, um, you know, noise-free room if possible in our studio, but when I'm out and um, about traveling a lot, which I am, I also like to be able to record the interviews. In this case, it was uh, a little tough as uh, I was in the car riding. I was not driving doing the interview, but I was riding and you get a little bit of background noise. So apologies for that. But it's uh, just from the other day that we taped this, uh, I believe last Thursday. So enjoy this interview that we just did with Brian Titchy joining us for the third time. And I tell you what, it's, it's great to have you back on. And it's been a while. Usually, you know, this is usually um, an annual thing uh, around the holidays. We've had two straight you know, Mary Titchmas's, and now we're doing a little early. We're going in November. It's all good. How's everything been going in your world, my man? Everything's cool. Yeah, everything's totally cool. I got my arms and legs about me, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm healthy. That's, well, that's all good. Absolutely, and I tell you what, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, quite a journey for you because when we've talked before, you've always talked about kind of waiting for the right project to come along or something that you could really delve into. 
Brian, and it seems like that you have certainly done that here with Silverthorn. Uh, we've all seen the, the, the video for uh, Tear the Scar Wide Open. The single is out. Just kind of take us through this whole thing, how this kind of all came about, and uh, what the reception's kind of been like on this uh, new single and video. Let's talk about, I mean, the single, uh, just checked out the video uh, for Tear the Sky Wide Open. Um, kind of talk about this, uh, how this came to be, kind of what the reception's been like, because the, the video is awesome. It's just um, something that, you know, I think that a lot of people have been waiting to see you delve into a project and kind of be a part of something. This is kind of just what they've been waiting for, Brian, and this is great to see. Just kind of take us through this journey and kind of how this whole project came to be. Uh, well, well, thanks. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's an original band. It's a brand new baby band. Uh, with the, starting our, our uphill battle in the music business and seeing if we can make a dent and, uh, you know, get, get some traction and just sustain. Sustain, that's the main thing. Can we keep this thing rolling? But uh, it started, it's, a, it's an interesting story, and there's no real easy way of consolidating the story to a couple sentences, but... Yeah, Silverthorne features, yeah, I'm on drums, and uh, the singer-guitar player is Pete Shoulder, bass player is Daniel Spree. If you go back to 2011, when I was in Whitesnake, Pete Shoulder was uh, opening up with his band, The Union, in the UK for Whitesnake. So, we had met, and I had heard him, and I was like, this guy's a badass singer. Yeah, I just walk in the venue, and then he'd open it first, and I'd just make note of, God, this guy's voice is killer. I don't know who he is, but he's great. And then, uh, that was it, you know, we went our ways after the tour was done. And fast forward to like 2016, and I had a, a project going. I say project because it definitely wasn't a band because it was just myself and the DeLeo brothers from Stone Temple Pilots. We had we had uh, recorded some songs together with no vocals. At the time, STB did not have a vocalist either, so they weren't sure if they were ever going to find the guy, you know, the right guy for STB. So we had a thing going. We also need this singer. Somebody who knows, somebody who knows, somebody happens, and Pete Shoulder comes into our world and. These guys hear him, the Leo brothers hear him go, this guy's killer. Right, just check this guy out. I'm like, cool. So we got we got our band going with Pete. We basically wrote and recorded a whole record and really excited about, you know, okay, this is what we're doing. Soon after, I don't know, like six months later or whatever, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. And the, the Leo brothers, you know, found their new STP singer, somebody they felt could fit the mold and do it justice and all that. They had to make a decision on which road to go down ultimately deciding, you know, to continue on with STP, putting our project on the back burner indefinitely, and we totally understood because, you know, they're, they're killer, STP is a great band, I'm a total fan of theirs, the DeLeos are killer musicians, and I have so much respect for anybody that starts their own band, like we're doing now with Silverthorne, and actually gets into a place where they're releasing records, touring, platinum records, big singles, and they're really, their whole life is about their band and their music, and their dreams are coming true you know like this you don't put time into this stuff just to have as a you know cute little thing that you might do on a you know in between your day job you know then I mean, you start a band and you have you know and you go for it you want to see it go as big as it can so when they went back to sdp i totally get it you know and uh you know i, I wish i was in that position when i had uh, you know my band for the past 30 years and you know lost their singer get a new one and you can move you know carry on so so they did that and a couple months later i was like hey Pete, let's make big lemonade with lemon and uh why don't you come back out and Let's uh, write and record on our own because in working with Pete Shoulder, I realized not not only is he a great singer, he's a great guitar player. He's he's a great lyricist. He's a disabled vehicle he head. Up from the same cloth, and and uh, 
it just seemed like, man, if we get together, we might be able to do some damage. So, so he came out, and we just we just wrote, recorded, blah 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 for like a month. Got a ton of stuff together, and that was last year. We had some management issues. We got some guys involved. It didn't work out. They ate, ate up a bunch of time, and then this year we signed a Golden Robot record, and um, uh, got everything together in the spring. So, uh, but by uh, the middle of August, the first single came out. You know, I was in J- Japan all summer, so. Uh, we got the single out middle of August, and then uh, the band's rolling now. Now we're now we're actually <laughs> we're a legit band. We got a song. Let's go. <laughs> you know, we got a video. Well, the song's tremendous. It's uh, tear the sky wide open, and I tell you what, this is just kind of a taste for what's maybe to come for you guys. As uh, apparently an EP is in the in the works. Um, kind of give us uh, a little update on that, and uh, maybe when fans can expect to, to hear more of this, because it's you know this is merely just a teaser, Brian. We we want to hear more of this kind of thing. This is a, such a great song and video, and fans are already clamoring for more here well uh, thanks a lot man the, uh, yeah it's all it's all scheduled out now the uh, the next single single number two is a song called uh, Black River Rising and it's a whole different thing than the first single completely different vibe I can't wait for people to hear it because it, I mean we just we really uh, you, you know, we, we really made it a thing we want to sound raw we, we don't want to sound overproduced want to sound like the, the video the real instruments that we're playing are being are coming through in the mix no no studio trickery no uh no auto-tune no cut and paste in you know and, you know no samples or you know blah 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 so, so uh you know this next song even sounds more like that it's definitely a throwback to <laughs> i mean it's a throwback to like trower and free and sabbath it's kind of it's like in that world but man i can't wait for you to hear a piece vocal on it so that video is done. We're like tweaking the final edits, literally right now, on our huge budget, which is basically Pete on his old iPad sitting there with me next to him, and we're just doing it on some movie editor <laughs> thing. But man, you can get so much done on your own. media like seriously, that first video we did, Terra Skywide Open, I think it came out cool because our our video editor Brandon Cagle, he's a badass, so I give him the footage and he just goes to town with it. But you know, we we didn't. It was a we did it for his. I don't even know how much cheaper you could do a video for. We literally got three iPhones and, a, and an iPad and stuck them on stands and you know, rented a, like, borrowed somebody's, like, PA thing, brought it up in a canyon, threw a drum set up there and, and stood in front of the iPhones and jammed out and we captured it and that's it, you know what I mean? Well, so, that, that's awesome. You know, that's that's really important in this day and age the videos uh, are, are so important and to be able to do it on a on a budget and to be able to get it up there it had 25,000 views before when I first saw it right it had just been out a few days so it's climbing it's obviously something that's important fans have been kind of clamoring for you and do you I mean, obviously the lifeblood of any band is, is live performances you guys have a show coming up uh, in, in Vegas I believe on November 22nd uh, with some other bands uh, two man riot cold stairs um, what, talk about what fans can expect maybe for some more live shows what do you have coming up in 2020 as far as maybe getting this thing back uh, out on the road well yeah so you know I, I didn't I'm sorry I forgot to kind of detail it out but the second single is going to be out the single and video will be out November 25th so it's right around the corner and then you're getting too close to the holidays to really do much else so then the the, the EP the five song EP will come out uh, beginning of February and yeah, and in that time, you know, we'll just uh, probably get another video together for another song when the EP comes out. But uh, we have shows coming up this month at, at Vamped in Vegas on Friday, November 22nd. And uh, then we come back to L.A. and play uh, Sunday, November 24th 
at the Viper Room. And we just, you know, this is like, we need to, you know, we're getting started, just doing our doing our little thing. And, and uh, you know, this, this is the beginning, like I said, of, you're at the bottom of the hill. So you got to start making your way up. But uh, we need to get our feet wet, get out there and start playing. We're talking with some uh, agents right now about, you know, hooking us up on stuff for, uh, you know, you know, all next year, and, and that's what it's about. Right now, you just have all—you have all your information. You have all your goals. This is what has to get done. These are the things we need to move forward. And you start trying to knock them out. Just you know, whether it's you know, getting your music and your band and to managers and agents and just other bands that we know. And you know, because next you know, next year's coming up, and this is the time to set everything up. So we're hoping with that second single, setting up the EP and getting getting out there playing some shows. You know, that, that, you just got to start doing it, man. There's, there's really no, no way around. You know, there's no, there's no book you can read. There's no formula. It's really just work. You know, the constant hard work and, and promotion. And you know, the main thing is, do people like it? You know, if people like it, we'll keep giving you more. You know. Well, from all you've done throughout your career, Brian. I mean, from uh, White Snake to Ozzy to Slash to, to Billy Idol and Foreigner. Um, how th- th- this is maybe the most excited I've heard you sound about a project. I mean, you think back to those great things you've done yet the personal satisfaction for this band for Silverthorn and this album and this EP coming up how does how does it compare because this is kind of your thing you've been kind of waiting to, to really bring a project like this out and now you've done so many great things in your past but now bringing this out and it kind of being your vision and, and everything like that how does it compare to some of the wonderful things you've done with other artists in the past well I mean it's 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 our band, you know, so it's, they're our songs, our choices were made to write songs that sound like this and produce them this way and, you know, to deliver the, the, the whole thing and how it is, the, the whole image of it in, in, in how we want it. Whereas you join a band that's established, you, you, you fit in and do what you got to do to make the people that created that happy. You know, whoever your boss is, whether it's David Culler or Coverdale or Billy Idol, you, just, you, know, you got a job to do it. It's not about you. It's about you making that band sound as great as you can and doing and doing what you're told. You know what I mean? It's be on time and kick ass on your on your instrument. Um, we want to do the same thing here, obviously. But yeah, there's, for me, I'm not, not taking anything away from anything I've done because it's been really cool to have those experiences. But since I was a kid, I really just wanted my own band. And I'm not doing anything special here. There's tons of original bands out there, and you know. We just hope we have something that, you know, sticks out a little bit, something that you can take notice to, and uh, we can prove it live. You know, that, that's what I can't wait to do. But it is, yeah, I'm excited about it because really if it does take off in a way of taking off, meaning sustaining, is we can literally just sustain as an original band and, and build, that's that's where I want to be. That means all my time as a musician is dedicated to this. But and I'm not saying anything crazy or special. I mean, this is what I watch my my friends or in, in, in their bands or my my bosses in the bands I've been in, that's what they do. Their world is is, is based around their music, their talent, their, their goals, their visions, what they saw they wanted to do and they achieved it. Now that's what they focus on. I mean, and, and you know, so it's not like I'm doing anything, you know, like, wow, this is so impressive. It's just, man, we got a rock band and we hope people dig it and we'd love to make this our full-time gig. I mean, that that's that would be amazing. That's one out of all these like really cool experiences I've had. It, it, it's it's usually on the side of being um, being a drummer, you know, hired into a, you know a well-known band, and it's you know led me down into many other experiences that that have been really cool. But but I do not have the experience of you know having an original band get to a point where there is a fan base and there is 
you know, the sustainability happening. Is you know, I haven't I haven't gotten there yet, and that's really what I wanted since I went and saw Kiss at Madison Square Garden in 1979. Yeah. You know, that's it. You go see Van Halen at freaking Meadowlands in Jersey on Diver Down Tour, and that, you, whatever. Not even just seeing them, but yeah, seeing them does that trips your that trips you out for your life like that. As everybody knows, if you if this if this is your career, if you're a musician and you talk about the first bands you saw that made you become a professional musician and start your own band or be a you know hire gun whatever thing like myself, it all goes back to I was into Kiss, I was into Zeppelin, I was into blah blah blah, and then I went and saw them live and that changed my life, you know. And that's it. So when I saw yeah you know, Kiss, Van Halen, Rush, the Maiden, whatever, Ozzy. You know, Metallica, like all that stuff in high school. It's like, it, I was like, I got to do this. I have to do this. Whatever this is, I, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get there, <laughs> but I have to, you know? And, and you know, and it's, like I said, it's not like this, it's not such a big deal because you're talking to me about something I haven't done, but you're going to interview other guys that literally that's what they did. Right. And I have so much respect for anybody that's done that. I mean, maybe there's guys in their own bands <clears throat> and they started their bands and they got to, they, successful and that's their life's work and that's what they're doing out here maybe maybe they look at like oh shit i wouldn't know what it's like to be hired into a a white snake or a foreigner or something you know that's a whole different world but i mean anybody can do it if you're a drummer and you're you you know you grew up playing to those bands just you know you just go yeah do your thing i do your thing in that band just try to make it sound good but but you know that's that's the side i know and and i have like i said i just i i'm i'm like uh it's, I'm envious of of all those guys. My buddies or just anybody that started a band, and and it's that's their that's their job, man. Like, well, you know, we got a tour this year. We got to write a new record. It's like, man, that's fun. That is like, there's nothing more fun than that. I don't care about the all the business stuff. We all have to deal with business stuff and stuff we don't want to deal with. You know, financial blah blah blah, all the junk behind the scenes. But if you're gonna give me that behind the scenes of being in my own band. I'll take it. I'll give me anything that you say is a problem in your world of having a successful original band. Yeah, I mean, there's, come on, man. Yeah, that, that's what you have. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to invest my money properly, and i got to protect my money. We've made so much money, I don't know what to do with it. I gotta, you know, like, we have to, like, come on, man. There's, everybody wants a piece of my money. You know, i got to pay all these people because they were so successful. you got to hire some more, you know, more people and deal with more pressure. You know, we have to write another record. With, in, that has the success of the, our previous record. It's like, yeah, but is, is that a problem? That's fun. Go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's amazing. That's why I'm so happy for you, Silverthorn. I'm telling you what, it is um, something that, you know, like I said, fans of yours and fans that have followed you and, and, and various projects have, have, have kind of been waiting for this and this is just great to see uh, kind of the beginnings of it uh, and just a little taste that we've been given so far so you can follow the band at Silverthorn on uh, Facebook and Twitter um, Brian as always man thank you so much for, for catching up with us we wish you the best of luck and hopefully when we get some more tour dates announced we will be able to come out and see you here uh, maybe this uh, this spring or summer my man yeah, I hope so. I, you know, I hope we're, we're out playing, and uh, I don't care if it's uh, somebody's backyard barbecue or, or a stadium. We just want we want to get that opportunity to get out and prove ourselves. Awesome. Can't wait to do it. Hopefully it uh, all works out, and we will definitely see you soon. Catch up soon, my man. Best of luck. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Good talking to you. You bet. Thanks, Brian. 
Big thanks to Brian for putting up with uh, the hellish conditions of recording a podcast interview on the road while riding in a car. It's I do not recommend it to anyone. But we got through it. We got it done. And Brian's a great dude. And he was able to just uh, you know power through it. And uh, thanks to him. And definitely check out the band. It is Silverthorn. And um, you know you guys check them out because um, you know we've been waiting for so long to hear a project like this. Uh, you know from Brian and. Uh, you can go check out the uh, the video and the single. It's Tear the Sky Wide Open. And, um, you know, there's just so many things coming up. We've got a full album coming out and uh, more uh, shows, hopefully, from Silverthorn. Uh, cannot uh, thank Brian enough for joining us, guys. It's been a pleasure. Go to our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. You can get all the update uh, information and news. Anything going on, shows that I've gone to, I'm reviewing them there. All, all of our podcasts are archived there. Of course, gosh, just in the last few weeks, We've had guys on like Joe Elliott, Juan Crochier from Rat. It's been a great fall for us. As we head into the winter months, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Please hit that subscribe button on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts. Any way you choose to take in the show, we always appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Media Podcast. Back next week once again.